Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So today I have my friend Julie on from Jules Design to talk all about the five must-haves for your wellness website. So you might remember Julie. She was actually on the podcast on episode 41, how to transition your one-to-one program to a one-to-many program. So if you're looking to kind of shift out of that one-to-one model, definitely check that episode out. Um, But let me tell you a little bit about Julie. So Julie Ralston is the owner of Jules Design, a design studio that helps ambitious health and wellness entrepreneurs stand out online with websites that connect and convert your ideal client. She takes the confusion out of website design so that you can free up your time, impact more clients, and charge for what you want for your life-changing work. Now, I just have to say, uh, Julie herself is amazing. She's such a lovely human being, and I knew she was the right person to come on to talk about, you know, those things you need to add into your website to really make a big impact and kind of make it like a sales machine. And I'm sure she's going to go into this more, you know, how can we transition a website that might be a little bit flat into something that has more dimension and is actually inviting people to work with you. So thanks so much for coming on, Julie. I'm excited for this conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me. And that was like the best introduction ever. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. I'm so excited to be here and be yeah, back on the podcast. I, I, like you're one of those people that I'm like, I know that you need to come on again and probably again after this because you have so many different kind of dimensions to what you do, you know, from design and really like optimizing people's websites. Um, you're very strategic in helping people um, transition their practices from, you know, that one-to-one model and there's just so many tricks up your sleeve so I knew that you were the right person to come on um and yeah and I just wanted to even start with you know um kind of giving everyone a sneak peek into who you are and what you're all about so why don't you just start with telling us a little bit about how you got into helping health and wellness entrepreneurs with design Yeah, that's a great question. So as Stephanie said, um, I help health and nutrition professionals create custom websites that connect with your ideal client so that you can earn more money online. And I really started working exclusively with health professionals in 2018, but I actually started my business, Jules Design, in 2011. So I've been building websites for a really long time, working with clients, um, you know, since 2011. And I actually designed my first website when I was 13 years old. So I've like literally always had an interest in website design. It's so much fun to me. I don't know what it is. It must be like the creativity and the functionality like mixed together, but I just love it. It's my favorite type of design. Um, Yeah. And I've, so I've been doing it for a really long time, but I started working with health pros in 2018 because I sort of had this aha moment that I've always had an interest in website design and I've always had an interest in health and wellness. And I wanted to bring those two things together and create what is now the wellness website method, which is my you know, signature service for health pros so that I can 
really help them to create a custom website that's going to connect with their ideal client, build up authority in their niche, and help them to earn more income. Um, But yeah, my interest with health and wellness kind of started when I was in college. I took an introduction to nutrition class and actually totally fell in love with it. It was my favorite class. And at the time, I didn't have a major. So I was trying to figure out what I should focus in when I was in school. And I thought about becoming a nutritionist and then wanted to be a dietitian. But I realized there was so much (laughs) chemistry (laughs) involved with like getting certified, taking like the class chemistry. And I was just like, I can't do all that, (laughs) all that chemistry. It's just too much. It's not for me, you know. um, So I decided not to become a nutrition major. But health and wellness has always been something I've been super interested in ever since then. Um, I actually took all the intro to nutrition classes I possibly could in college. And then after college, I started a um, blog called The Natural Junkie. I was a green beauty blogger. Um, talked about like skincare, health and wellness, all things self-care, all of those kinds of things on there. And I've had a love for health and wellness ever since. So it was kind of like I had these two like parallel things happening. My love for website design, for health and wellness. And when I was working with clients in Jules Design, with my design business, I really realized that I was going over and above for health and wellness clients specifically and wanted to work exclusively for them because I really believed in what they were doing, the life-changing impact they were making in other people's lives. And I wanted to see their businesses succeed and do that in the way that that I could, which is building those custom websites. Wow. I love that so much. What an amazing journey. Um, the fact that you kind of like had that little interest and then you pulled in the design piece and then you combine them together. Like I just, I'm always so amazed when people kind of combine their passions and you're like, Oh, I don't know how I ended up here, but I actually really love everything that I'm doing. So that that's really cool. You can kind of give back and help people <laughs> with something you're super interested in as well. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. It's really interesting how like stories evolve and, Yeah, I would have never thought that I guess like I'd be working exclusively with health pros back when I first started my business, but it's something that actually seems so like natural and organic as time went on. Like, oh, this is really who I love serving and helping. So why don't I just do that exclusively and dive into both of my interests at once? So it just worked out really well. And I I haven't looked back since. I absolutely love it. And so glad I decided to do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Now I I need to ask because I'm like super curious. Um, what was the first website you built when you were 13? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it was just a personal website for myself, and this is probably super embarrassing. But it was actually <laughs> called Duck Duck Goose, <laughs> and it was just like this little girly website that I made all about myself, you know, and like. I don't even remember. I made these cute little graphics on there and I would just put them and kind of like show them off to almost other graphic designers. It was almost like this little community. Um, you know, I guess if you're you're around my age, I'm 33. Maybe you've heard of GeoCities, but it was really big back then. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where I built my first website. And it was just like this fun little tiny little girly website. But obviously <laughs> since then, they're a lot more professional. <laughs> 
I love that. That is so <laughs> funny. I I remember I made my first website probably around like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a totally Canadian reference. So you might not even get this, but I used, um, well, I used X pages. Is oh, that, yeah. Was that a thing? Yeah. X that pages. was big back then too. I remember that it. Was totally big. <laughs> and then um, I made a fan website for, have you ever heard of Degrassi Junior High? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe it, it crossed the border then and got to the States. So yeah, there's like <laughs> Canadian TV show. And I was obsessed with this guy on it, Joey Jeremiah. And I like made this like fan Degrassi website and like my love for Joey Jeremiah. And yeah, that was kind of like when I also became interested in like the whole online and like, oh, wow, this is fun. It's fun to be creative in this way. So anyways, I thought I would share. Totally. I love that. And I I used to watch Degrassi. I actually didn't watch the junior high one, but Next Generation, I was really big into that one. Yeah, go back and watch the junior high. That's like the original. Okay. it's It's a little cringy too, but pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for sharing all that about yourself. It's so nice to get like a little sneak peek, especially <laughs> so people know more about who you are and um, can kind of understand when you start talking now about those five must-haves, like um, your expertise and what you're really uh, passionate about helping other health and wellness pros with. So um <laughs> Yeah, let's just transition into talking about those five must-haves. I know that a lot of people start their website um, and they might just, you know, put those, you know, basic things up like, you know, their homepage with maybe a photo and a little bit of like writing about themselves or about their program Mm -hmm. um, and probably a contact page and about page and I'm sure like a service page, but I, I feel like for a lot of people, that's it. They just do like the bare minimum, they put it all up and they're just kind of waiting, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for the clients to contact them, but it's not always happening. So mm-hmm. why don't we start with number one? Like what would be the first thing that they could add onto their website? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say the very first thing you want to make sure you're including on your website is an I help statement. And I would really put this right on your homepage. So it's really crystal clear. It's the very first thing that somebody's seeing when they come to your website, because that's likely the first page that somebody's going to land on when they when they get to your site. So it's important to really make sure that it's clear that you, or you're making it clear of who you're helping right away. And that's because when somebody comes to your website, you really only have a few seconds to capture their attention um, and let them know that they're in the right place, or if they're not in the right place, let them know that too as well, so that they stick around. And that's what this I help statement's really going to do, um, because you're just going to make it like really clear, you know, who you're helping and what you do. And that's in a in a nutshell, basically, what the I help statement is. You want to simply introduce your website visitor to who you help and what you do, and also some of the pain points that they might be struggling with. So would this be like right up at the top? Like, you know, you have your banner photo on a Mm -hmm. lot of websites. Would you put it like almost right on that banner or right below it? Or are you kind of hiding this more like further down the website? Yeah, definitely right at the top there. It should be a part of that banner. So basically the messaging on that banner should be your I help statement. So that's going to cover the who you help. So who your niche is essentially, and then what you do or like what value you're providing, what, what you have to offer when, you know, you're interacting with your ideal client through like free content and also paid, um, you know, services or programs too, as well. Okay. That makes sense. So then would you suggest then that they keep it 
a little bit short and sweet um, for the website. So it's not like someone lands on it and they have to read like a whole paragraph. Like, would you say <laughs> kind of simplify the eye help or um, like even kind of pull pieces from it to like stand out and then maybe have like the longer eye help a little bit further down? Yeah, definitely keep it simple. You don't want it to be like, a bunch of text right at the top of your website. You want to keep this really simple. And I think the best way to like get started with brainstorming at least is just to literally think, I help blank. So I help name your niche basically with blank, you know, blank and blank, maybe like come up with a few things that you're actually helping them with. So different values or results that you're getting your ideal client when you work together And you don't have to actually write it in that way, but that will just kind of help you to like brainstorm what those things are so that when you're sort of formatting it, it's going to make sense. So I like to have like a headline and then a subheading kind of like right below it. That's usually how I'll set up a like I help statement on a website. So you can also kind of fill in kind of some of the struggles that your ideal client's having a lot of times in that like subheading. And I'm happy to give some examples if that helps too as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you have, I was just trying to think of some in my head, like to kind of help put it into action. But if you have some, please share them. I think that really helps people to see what this would look like. Yeah, I think so too, because you know, when I'm like, blank and blank. It can be a little like confusing. Like, oh, what do I actually put in there? I love examples. I think they're really helpful. So I would say um, if you're, for instance, maybe a nutritionist who helps women balance their hormones, you may start that like brainstorming session by thinking, you know, who do I help? I help women who are struggling to balance their hormones. So that would be like ballpark pretty much what your niche is. And then what symptoms are you helping them with? So maybe you're helping them to balance their hormones, improve their digestion, and um, maybe optimize their fertility. And then how do they feel before working with you? So this is a lot of times those like pain points or struggles that you might be getting, you know, when you're jumping on consultation calls with your clients. Those are kind of the things you're going to want to pull out here to grab their attention. So maybe they're feeling really frustrated because they've been jumping from like diet to diet, kind of like fad diets out there. They've been trying to like do everything themselves, maybe spending lots of money on supplements and testing and things like that and just really not getting anywhere with balancing their hormones. So really just try to like step in their shoes, understand how they might feel and kind of like how, yeah, basically how they'd be feeling when they're coming to your website for support. Mm. Yeah. And be clear with it, I'm sure, versus like them, them having to navigate and be like, what does this person even help with? Like, it's our job to just be like, here's what I help you with. Yes, exactly. And that's totally what the I help statement's going to do. So for like this person, after they actually kind of like do that brainstorming session, maybe their I help statement would be like their their heading right there. Like the biggest focal point on the website is going to say something like ready to actually balance your hormones. And then that subheading under it could say something like, um, you know, if you're frustrated with restrictive diets, trying endless supplements, you know, routines and things like that, spending money on lab tests, not getting any answers, you know, then you're in the right place. Because that just like lets people know that they're in the right place, that you're that person to help them with the things that they're struggling with. And, you know, it's also really clear on like who you help 
and what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really, really great example to put that into action. Yeah, because I think some people are like super literal with it sometimes. Like they'll go and just write, I help X do X, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you know, I think that's a great place to start. But sometimes it's like not the most inviting to read, right? It's not the most engaging to like just read it as right. like a, you know, um, blunt sentence it's nicer to have like that nuance like you said like ready to heal your hormones or something where it's like getting them excited it's getting them connected to what you're doing but then it's it's like leading them in versus it being like about us like about the practitioner yes exactly it's all about like building that connection really quickly on your website to let people know like your niche know essentially that they're in the right place and that you're that person to help them Perfect. Okay. So that's step number one. And I feel like that is an action. If you don't have a website yet, you can definitely take that first action when you start your website, or I'm going to encourage any of you listening who have a website, go and double check that you have an I help statement right up at the top. And if you don't, I think Julie and I both would love to see that. And you can even send us a message on Instagram or tag us and show us that I help statement to really show us that you put it into action. I think that'd be a great place to start. Yeah, I love that. Great idea. So let's jump into number two. Okay, so the next one's really easy, (laughs) and that's add a photo of yourself um, or really multiple photos. The more photos of you, the better on your website, I think, because the reality is people aren't going to buy from nutrition nutrition pros who don't show their face. So your brand is personal and people want to get to know you. That's what's really going to set you apart from the competition out there is you and what you have to offer. So definitely make sure you're showing your face on your website. Um, You know, as a health professional, your clients are going to be getting really vulnerable with you. They're going to be telling you exactly how they're feeling, going through all of their struggles. They're going to be talking to you about how they're improving as time goes on when you're working together. They're really going to get vulnerable. They're going to tell you all the little details. So just showing your face and letting somebody know that you're the person that's going to be helping them, you are the face behind the brand, that's going to really put people at ease and allow people to get to know you and connect with you a lot better and build up know, like, and trust, which is also really important when it comes to sales on your website website. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know personally for myself, if I go to a website and there's no photos of the practitioner or whoever it is I might be wanting to work with, I do get a little bit turned off because um, for me personally, I kind of feel like, okay, is this like a a personal business? Is this a corporation? Are there many Mm -hmm. people? Is it one person? Like I, I get a bit confused and then I don't feel connected. Like exactly what you're saying. I'm like, I don't know if I can trust this person. What, you know, if it feels a little, not that transparent. So I think just having that photo, um, and and just being able to see someone, like, I think as people, we just connect in that way. So to Mm -hmm. not have that, you're probably really doing a disservice to your potential clients and your business. Yes, I completely agree. And even if you do have a team, you know, maybe you have like a nutrition practice and you have a team of professionals, it's totally fine to still have a photo of yourself. You're kind of the face, you're the owner of that brand. So still include that so people can connect with you. And you can also have a team page on your website to kind of showcase all of the team members so people can get to know them and have a photo as well to connect. So more photos, the better for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I think people shy away from it so much. They're like, I don't really want to put my face on there, but that's what they want to see. So we might as well give it to them. And and again, that's going to help drive some potential business your way as well. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. So definitely make sure you put it on like the homepage right next to that I help statement. If you can, that's a great place to put it. Um, Your about page, of course, is a great place. And even on like your sales or services page, you can add it there kind of like as a mini bio just to remind people before they actually buy from you that you're the person who's going to be helping them. And so should this be a professional photo? Like, do people need to do like a whole photo shoot right now? Could this be a photo that they took on their iPhone, Mm -hmm. a selfie? Like, what do you recommend from like a design standpoint? That's a great question. So professional photos are definitely great. Like if you have the budget, I think that's a great investment for your business, but they're not 100% necessary by any means. You could definitely get you know, a family member or a friend to take photos of you, or you can even take photos yourself, just set up like a tripod or prop your, your phone up somewhere, put the timer on. Um, and then as far as like design and stuff, whether, you know, you're DIYing or working with a professional, making sure you have good lighting. So going outside or standing in front of a window can really help with that so that the lighting's like hitting your face and not super harsh or anything. Um, And then wearing an outfit, this is kind of like the designer eye in me, but like wear an outfit that has colors that are in your brand color palette, because that way your website design and the photos are going to work really cohesively together and look nice. Yes, which is so important because I just did a rebrand of my website and we really brought in my brand colors, but all of the clothes that I'm wearing really conflict (laughs) with the colors of my brand. So it's like very apparent that I need to do a a photo shoot, which does make sense. It's been a couple of years, but, um, you know, keeping that in mind, like being a bit strategic of, okay, you know, what colors am I using and don't Mm -hmm. wear something like you know, completely like something that is going to hurt the eyes, you know, we want to like be really, like you said, cohesive and, and uh, look nice together. Yeah. And when in doubt, you could always go with neutral colors for your outfit because that's going to look good no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'll take that in mind for uh, my next next photo shoot. (laughs) And by the way, I saw your website. It looks amazing. So just wanted to say that too. Really great. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Coming from the pro, that means a lot. So yes, you. you did a great job. And I think you definitely included all five of these things that we're going to talk about today. Oh, so I that's hope fantastic. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, bring on number three. Let's see if I'm doing it. So number three is an opt-in incentive. So adding an opt-in incentive to your website is going to help you grow your email list so you can keep in touch with curious website visitors. And that's really important because we want to make sure that we're capturing those just casual visitors who land on our website, keeping them around um, so that they can become raving fans. And then eventually you can pitch your one-on-one services or your group program to them through your email list. So an opt-in incentive is something that I recommend to all of my wellness website method clients when we're working together on their website. And that's because I really believe that your website should be a tool for your marketing plan. So it should really be a part of that marketing plan and kind of that central hub where you're directing traffic so that you can convert those people to take the action you want them to take. Um, And that one key part of your marketing plan is really growing your email list. And that's what we're talking about with this opt-in incentive. And your website's a great place to do that. Set it all up on autopilot. And then it's just going to like work behind the scenes. And that's great because it's bringing in those leads all on its own. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You know, what I see happening um, for a lot of people, and this is no judgment because I think we just don't know what we don't know a lot of the time, but I see a lot of people adding the opt-in, but not really optimizing it. So they're just saying like, join my newsletter or get on my list, but they're not really like incentivizing people to be like, I'm going to put my name and email in here. Cause I think we're just so overwhelmed, you know, as a mm-hmm. society with like so many email lists that it's like very rare. I think for someone to just be like, Oh my gosh, I got to like join the newsletter. I don't think that's super compelling. Um, so what would be your suggestions to like make people want to click the subscribe button? Yes, that's a really good point. I think just saying something like join my newsletter for tips and tricks, it's probably not going to work. That's not going to convert very well and people are not likely to join. So that's really where that opt-in incentive is going to come into play. So an opt-in is really free, valuable content that you're giving away in exchange for your ideal client's email address. We want to make sure we're creating a opt-in incentive, which is just essentially, it could be a PDF, it can be a course, it can be a challenge. Challenges work really well for nutrition professionals. Um, Something that's going to solve your ideal client's pain point. So like think of one pain point. What's a great first step for them to take to make progress and start feeling better? And that also ties into what your signature service or program is so that it's going to be really natural transition from getting one piece of valuable help from you into actually working with you and paying you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that idea of thinking outside the box. I can be so guilty of this with even my clients like, oh, let's make a guide. Let's make a workbook. And it's like, there's so many other ways. Like you said, a challenge, a quiz, yeah, a, um, quiz. That's a live great. workshop, quizzes. I think, um, I don't know like your thoughts on this, but I've heard they convert really, really well. They do. Yeah. They convert really well. I set up a quiz um, a couple years ago on my website and it's still like my best converting opt-in incentive. But you do just have to make sure that whatever you create um, is going to bring your ideal client in. So as long as it's your ideal client and you're not just filling up your email list with people that honestly are just not going to buy from you because they're not your ideal client, then it's great. So if you can do that with a quiz, fantastic, because that's a great way to get a lot of people on your list quickly. Yeah. And I feel like just to bring what you just said a bit further, I feel like what you're really kind of trying to Um, show us is that, you know, every space on your website is important real estate. So don't just put something up there for the sake of putting something up. Be strategic, whether that's your, you know, banner photo with an I help statement, whether it's your photos, whether it's the opt-in, like be super strategic so that you're actually driving people to that next step, not just they're landing there and, and then they're leaving your website. Oh, yes, totally. That's very important. And that's a great point to make. One thing that I'm always talking to my clients about is, or I'm asking them is, what is your primary goal for your website? Where do you want to direct traffic? And what action would you like somebody to take? If you could only pick one thing for them to do on your website, what would that be? Is it to go to your services page and book a consultation call with you? Is it to join your email list? You know, what do you want them to do? Because that at the end of the day, that's where you want to direct traffic, particularly on your homepage. You want to make sure that's where you're sending people in those top two sections on your website. So if you want to send people to your email list, great, do that. If you want to send people to your services page, 
great. That's what you should do there. So it's really all about being strategic and sending people where you want them to go. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. Hey there, I hope you're getting so much value from this episode. So I wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective and share a special offer just for podcast listeners like you. If you're trying to get momentum with your nutrition business or need some support figuring out your next steps or brainstorming ideas, this monthly membership is for you. Inside, you'll get monthly in-depth marketing, sales, and business trainings and Q&A sessions to help you grow your nutrition business, as well as a supportive community where you can ask questions and exchange ideas. If you want to learn more or join us in the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective, head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash membership and be sure to use the code podcast in the checkout to get your first month for only $7. See you inside. All right. What is number four must have for our website? So that is testimonials. So testimonials or, you know, social proof, you can call it either one. That is definitely something you want to put on your website because it's going to help to build trust with your niche. Um, And it's going to allow potential clients to see themselves in your past clients' stories. So they're going to be able to see that you've worked with someone who has a similar struggle to them. So something that they're going through right now and that you got or were able to help this person to get really great results when working with you. And it's just going to really share that like life-changing impact all in one thing. And when it's coming from somebody else versus, you know, you can say a million times on your sales page that this thing is going to do X, Y, and Z. But when you see it coming from somebody else's mouth, that can be really, really powerful. A hundred percent. Now I kind of have two follow-up questions for that. The first would be, you know, for those people who are maybe newer or just getting started, maybe don't have testimonials. Um, what do they do? Do they still, how do they add some on, you know, obviously we don't want to create like anything fake. We want to be like genuine (laughs) and authentic. Um, but is there like a strategy that you have for them to kind of take to get those testimonials quicker or would they just leave them off for the first little bit? Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely don't think you should create anything fake. So it's okay to leave it off. If you're brand new, like that's okay. You don't need to have testimonials right away, but when you do start working with clients, make sure you're following up so that you can get testimonials. So I like to do this by sending a survey after you work with somebody. So if you go through a signature program with somebody or a service, make sure after you've finished working together that you just send over a quick little survey, ask a few questions and really get targeted on that those struggles that they had at the beginning and the value Um, that your service provided so that you can get those kind of like A to B transformational stories in your testimonials. And you can actually have them fill it out where you're just asking those questions and also, also getting feedback for your service, ways you can improve it, things like that, so that you're getting all of that information at once, sort of just like as a a way to end that, you know, working together relationship. And then you can turn that into a testimonial yourself. So you can actually like piece together things that they've said in a way that makes sense, get approval from them, and then put that up on your website. And then you've got yourself some testimonials. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's the way I do it too. I used to do it differently where I would just say, hey, can you write a testimonial? Um, And what I found was a lot of people would write a testimonial that was like, um, and, and, you know, this is so, I'm so grateful for this. Don't get me wrong, but it would be a lot more of like, oh, Stephanie's great. I really loved working with Stephanie and more about like me as a person, mm-hmm. um, which is nice for me, but it's not really like compelling for someone that, you know, wants to see what results do Stephanie's clients get. Um, so when I started sending the survey and asking specific questions, my testimonials really change and they're a lot more results driven now. Um, so it's like a nice way to kind of guide the conversation to pull out those answers. And then just like you said, Julie, you, you know, you do the job of like pulling those all together into more of like a paragraph or, you know, a, a longer form testimonial, getting approval, and then popping that on your website. Yes, definitely. I think that's a great way to go about it. And you're going to get more quality testimonials when you do it that way. Um, and then as far as I know you asked about like people just getting started and, you know, booking those first few clients. I think, I mean, you obviously can't make anything up, but you could, if you wanted to, if this does sound good to you, you could do something like um, a beta launch or something for like a signature program and maybe get some testimonials that way. So you're kind of driving interest for something that will eventually have like a higher ticket price point, but you could get some people in the door, um, maybe for like a lower price at that, that beta launch only, and then also getting feedback along the way so that you have those testimonials when you go to launch it officially in the future. So that's like another way you could do something like that too. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's something I teach my clients too. So I love that you um, also agree with with that method. Now, I remembered my second question and um, this had to do, this maybe is like a little bit more of the design part of it. You know, mm-hmm. when someone's adding the testimonial or let's say the client wrote like a two paragraph testimonial, is that what you're adding to the website? Are you pulling out like the juiciest pieces are you having like things bolded in the testimonial, like some of the font bolded so that it stands out? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any tricks for like making it actually look really nice and, and legible and readable on the website? Yeah, that's a really great question. So if it's super long, um, I mean, it definitely depends on the design and how valuable the content is in there. I would say shorten the testimonial as much as you can. So pulling out filler words, things like that, maybe unnecessary parts of it. You can definitely do that. So it's not just like a wall of text for a testimonial, but it's okay if it's on the longer side. Like sometimes those are the most valuable testimonials because they're really sharing that transformation from A to B, which we really want to see there. So if you have a longer testimonial, yes, you can definitely bold text, italicize text. So do that on the parts that really focus in on those struggles that the person was having at the beginning and then that life-changing impact that they had at the end. That's going to really help to draw the eye to those spots. If somebody doesn't want to read the whole thing, then they're still getting, oh, okay, this is that transformation that somebody had after they worked with you. And that's bolded and, and really easy to see. Yeah, great tips for sure. I think that's the worst thing when you go to a website and you're like, I'm sure that this is such a good testimonial, but I just don't have the time to read it, you know, Um, because I think we're just so used to um, like skimming these days, right? Like, and I would love your advice on this. Something I learned, um, I think from my copywriter was, you know, um, bold things or have things out um, like kind of 
um, outlined bigger on your website as if someone was just scrolling or skimming it and they could still get the whole story mm-hmm. by just reading those bolded things. So, you know, same goes for the testimonial. What's that one piece that you really want them to know if they were to take anything away? Yes, exactly. And and you're right. The reality is somebody is probably not going to read every single word on your website. So really making sure that it's easy to skim is going to be helpful. And it's your job as the website owner to let people know like what that is, what should they be reading? What do they need to know? And then pulling that information out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I just want to mention, um, if, you know, people are listening and they're like, this is a lot of different things that I'm going to have to work <laughs> on my website. Um, I think this is definitely an episode you can always refer back to and just keep implementing Julie's recommendations. But I also just wanted to point out for me personally, and, and Julie, you might agree, well, you're a designer, so maybe maybe <laughs> you don't fall into the same category. But, you know, for me, I've had um, multiple websites and I've been in business, you know, almost about seven years. So now my website has all of these pieces, but it took time to get there and I had to really learn it over time. So I just want to say that. So, you know, if anybody's feeling like, oh my gosh, this is a huge project to undertake, like just implement everything one by one and don't feel like you have to do it all right now, or, you know, try to update these things as best you can. And then just make those design tweaks later down the road. Yeah, I completely agree. I definitely don't want to overwhelm anybody with all the things you have to do to your website or anything like that. And a website really is dynamic. It's going to always be changing and growing with your business. And it really should be that way. It's not just some sort of like static thing that you never update or touch again. You want to always be updating and growing your website just as your business does. So make sure that you feel comfortable making edits to your website and feel free to try something new, like pop in a few more testimonials or change your I help statement and see if it connects better with your ideal client and just make a few changes and see what happens. You can always change it again. It's not stuck in stone by any means. Yeah, that's great advice. Absolutely. Okay. What is our last must have? So the last one is a really important one because we all want to be booking more clients. So that is a way to book you or take the next step to actually start working with you. So your website really needs to make this super easy so website visitors know how to work with you. We want to make sure to be driving traffic to your services page or your sales page so that's crystal clear how to take that next step. So for those listening it's likely that people are going to get on your services page or your sales page, and that's where you're going to be asking people to take this next action. So maybe the call to action is that you want somebody to book a consultation call with you. So if you have, for instance, a one-on-one service or maybe a group program where you want to kind of be able to pre-screen people a little bit or talk to them and make sure it's a good fit, You might want people to jump on a consultation call with you or maybe fill out a form so you can pre-screen them a little bit. That's going to be kind of where you want to direct traffic if that's sounding like your business model is to that consultation call or form. Yeah. Okay. And that actually brings up a really good point or or even a question that I've had in working with some of my clients on optimizing their website um, is, you know, when we're putting these like little, even like a button, like click here to book a call or click here to fill out an application or to book in, um, 
how are we doing that on our website? So, okay, let me clarify what I, clarify what I mean here. So on the about page, you know, at the end of your about, mm-hmm. um, that's usually when people are like excited, they're feeling connected to you, they're probably ready to take another step. Are you just putting a button and saying like, um, go to my contact page? Or is that the best place to put a button to lead them over to your services page? And then on your services, have that final kind of call to action button that's like book here? What would be like the best place to put the buttons and what should you be saying on them? That's a great question. So on your about page, it's going to definitely depend on like the copy and stuff like that that you have on there and the messaging. But what I like to do with a lot of my clients is we'll do an about page that's going to really connect with that person's story So and, and your niche. So how your story and your niche kind of connect. What's your why? That's what you're going to really want to focus on with the messaging on your about page. And then ending your about page, you definitely want to have a call to action to keep people on your site because people are going to be excited after they've read all of that and really want to take that next step with you. So this is a great place to add a call to action over to your services page or to your sales page, whatever it is. Then people are getting on your sales or your services page, and then that's where you're going to want to have that call to action to either book a consultation call directly. So you can use something like Acuity Scheduling or Calendly um, or like Practice Better. I know there's so many different systems out there, but some kind of like way so people can book a consultation call really easily with you. Or if you don't want to do calls or you want to pre-screen a little bit first, you can do a contact form. but Do one where you can ask some of those questions up front to make sure that somebody is a good fit and would be a good person to jump on a call with. So you can kind of do it either way, the form or the call once they're actually like on that sales page. That's where you're going to want to direct them. Yeah. And if anyone wants to check out an example, um, I do have mine set up as a form for my one-on-one work with me. So you can always check out on my work with me page, um, just like scroll down to the bottom and click the, I think, apply now button. That is a form. So even if you just want to see an example, um, Julie, do you have any examples that maybe you could shout out some people's websites that they could check out to see like these good call to action buttons, like even some of your past clients? Yeah. So I've got on my website, I've also got a form. So I like doing that too, as well, just because then you can pre-screen a little bit. Um, and then Let's see. I could do, oh, I just redid um, Samantha Gladish's website. So that's a great one. Um, And she links directly to a, I think, Calendly so that you can book a consultation call directly. So we built a sales page for her signature program. And then that links directly to Calendly so that somebody could book a consultation call really easily. So that's a great way that you could set that up too as well. Yeah, perfect. I think it's always nice too for people to have those visual examples. So um, yeah, checking out your website. Is it just uh, JulesDesign.com? Yeah, JulesDesign.co. Yeah, and then over on my services page for the wellness website method, that's where you're going to find my sales page. And then you can click the any of the buttons on that page, they're all going to go to the same place, which is something else. (laughs) Definitely make sure that you have multiple buttons on the page if it's going to be one of those like longer scrolling sales pages, so that people can click that button, it's going to all go to the same place. But we want them to be able to click that button for multiple locations. And I mean, as far as design goes for those buttons and those call to actions, 
um, you know, for messaging, you want to keep it simple, maybe like a headline and a short amount of like body copyright under it, just really reiterating the value and what that next step is. So making it clear, you know, if the next step is booking a consultation call, you can say that or book a call with me. That's you could just have that be what the button says, like book a chat with me, see if it's a good fit, things like that. So the people know exactly what to expect when they click that button and make it really clear. It doesn't need to be super clever. It just needs to be clear and let people know like what that next step is. And then design wise, I really like to make sure that the button has a different background color or the button section, I guess, the whole area has a different button color or different background color from the surrounding sections around it of content so that it's going to stand out from the page. So if the rest of the page is white, try to pick a different section color, even if it's just a light gray or something like that so that it stands out just a little bit from the page. And then the button itself, you also want your button colors to be a unique color or a brighter color, um, still within your brand guidelines, of course. But something so that's going to also stand out from the page too and really draw the eye in. Um, that's going to be really helpful for, for your call to action as a whole. Yeah. And then again, it's just like everything you've been teaching us today. It's like, we need to make the website easier for the visitor, easier for the potential client, you know, not make them have to put on that investigator hat and like dig through our website just to mm -hmm. find out who we are, how we help, how they can work with us. Like it, we have to be super clear and, and really guide people, um, you know, reminding them what actions we need them to take because they might not, you know, be inclined to like go over to the contact page and fill out a, an email form, right? They might feel like it's much easier to just click a button and book now or book that call. So being super, super clear, like what is the next action you want them to take? Yes, exactly. When you're getting to like the end of a page on your website, on any page, your homepage, your about page, services page, what is the next logical action that somebody could take in that sequence? Where would they want to go next? That's all you need to be thinking about on your website is where's the next place to send them? Because if you don't have a place you're sending them with that call to action, then they're going to drop off and hit that little X button and they might never come back. So we want to make sure that we're making the most of all of our visits of somebody on our website. Absolutely. Very good advice. All right. Well, that was super helpful. Five like really, really good suggestions for them to go and optimize on their website right now or to at least take into consideration when they're designing or creating their website. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about where people can find you and maybe if you have like any freebies or something that you want to share with them? Well, I hope everything was helpful. And thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. I love Instagram hanging out over there. It's at Jules Design Co. And then my website is JulesDesign.co. And um, if you do need a website, if you are looking for somebody to create a custom website for you, I'm your gal. <laughs> I offer uh, custom websites and VIP days. That's something new that I'm offering too. And I'd be happy to jump on a call if you're not sure if it's a good fit for you. And I also have a podcast over there. So if you head over to my website, I have a podcast called the Go-To Wellness Pro Podcast. And Stephanie's been a guest on there, and she's actually going to come on again soon, which I'm excited mm -hmm. about. 
Um, and then if you are looking for some more clarity with your website, make sure you grab a copy of the wellness website workbook that's linked over on my website. And that will help you dive into website strategy a little bit more. So we started talking about strategy today, but that will help you to really connect with your niche and book more clients with your website. Wow. So many good offers. And how could I forget the podcast? I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) Definitely a good one for, you know, especially you guys listening. This is like such an applicable podcast for you to listen to. So make sure you check that out, check out her website, and I will have everything linked for you in the show notes. So you can easily go and click and don't have to go and navigate it on your own. Uh, So (laughs) just making things easier for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you again so much for coming on, Julie. It's been a blast and I'm sure I'll have you again on soon. Yes, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.